When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Good Morning Gwinnett, a division of ABK Media Group, hosted by Audrey Bell Kearney, sharing stories about people and places around beautiful Gwinnett County every day at 9 a.m. Southern living at its best. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Good Morning Gwinnett. I'm your host, Audrey Bell Kearney, and boy, I am so glad to be here with you today. I have had some technical difficulties, I got to tell you. I had a whole bunch of episodes uh, uh, recorded. This week that are just not working So we are on a new platform And preferably it's going to be the best platform For this show because I got some great stuff I want to share with you about Gwinnett And all of the all of the amazing people And places around Gwinnett And so I really want to be able to bring you A, a flawless show now here's the thing I know nothing is ever flawless I'm not I'm not you know so crazy That I don't know that however I'm doing my best to bring you a great show Today, my guest is Miss Georgette Taylor. We tried to get her on on Monday, but we had some technical difficulties. Um, but she's here today, and she's live, and she's standing by, um, and she's going to be talking to us about why the word dynamic stumped her and stopped her in her track, and how she was overcoming that obstacle, and how she's using that word to build a successful life for her and the clients that she served in her business. But before we get to Georgette, I want to tell you about my People Helping People profile of the day, and that is... Family Promise of Gwinnett. Uh, I like to spotlight a non. I like to spotlight a nonprofit um, on each show because that's my way of giving back, and because these people help so many people um, and, and people that are in need. So, Family Promise of Gwinnett is an organization that help um, homeless children and their families. Listen, it's it's Christmas time, and what family does not want to be in a warm, a nice warm home um, with a Christmas tree with presents? So. These people, most of them are probably single parent um, homes with children, small children, and they need they need your help. They need your support. And Family Promise of Gwinnett help help them find housing and help them find child care and aftercare so that they they are able to work. And they work with congregations around the community and community volunteers and social service agencies to put this all together. But they need your help. Um, recently, they had to stop two services because they ran out of funding. So let's let's go on over to FamilyPromiseGwinnett.org. Show some support. Donate your time. Um, they need items, toiletries, um, you know, anything that 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 that's going to help these families get back on their feet, get into housing, and live a prosperous and happy and peaceful life with their children. So the website for them is FamilyPromiseGwinnett.org. They need your support. Go over there and make a donation right now. Um, so donate your time. I'm donating this airspace to them so they can get this shout out um, as my featured people helping people organization for the day. Okay, so that being said, let's move right into uh, my my 
my show today with my guest, Georgia Teller. So let me just give you a little bit about Georgia. She's an amazing, amazing woman with a good heart, a good spirit, very talented, very insightful. And what you're going to find, very creative, very, very creative. Um, I'm not that creative when it comes to making things look beautiful, sound beautiful, and all that stuff. She is. Um, and she's an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a great friend. She's a great business partner. And she's been my business partner for a very long time. We both are, um, what, what do we call ourselves? We are new to Georgia. Um, she's originally from New York. Um, and I'm originally from, I was born here in Georgia, raised in New Jersey. We met when we both were living in New Jersey. She spent some time living in Texas, not some time, a lot of time, about 15 or so years. And she'll tell you about that. And um, now she's here in Georgia in Gwinnett County with me. So I'm happy to have her. So good morning, Georgette. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Audrey. How are you today? Good morning, Gwinnett, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, Gwinnett. So listen, listen. <laughs> I could go on and on about your story, but tell people. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. She, you know, she, you know, she, she. I'm good. She, you know, she try to be humble, but she's really good at what she does. And, um, she helps a lot of people. I'm great. I'm great today. Yeah. She helps a lot of people do a lot of things. So just tell people a little bit about yourself. I told them a little bit. Tell them more about yourself. <laughs> oh, well, you were right. I'm, I'm definitely a New Yorker by heart. Uh, but now I'm a Georgian, uh, and a Georgia peach, I guess. So from the big apple to, to Georgia peach. So I'm excited about that. But I lived in New York all my life, practically all my, uh, young life in the South Bronx and I had a great life there. I love my, my neighborhood. I have great memories from that playing in the street, hanging out games that I love to play outside. And uh, I was very talkative when I was growing up. So <laughs> I know you wouldn't think that right now, but I, I talked a lot all the time. Um, and um, I had a great life there. I worked there. I wound up um, raising um, one son in New York. You when I got married, I've been married 25 years now. 26 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I am? Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. You just cut it out for a couple of times. Okay. Oh, okay. So sorry about that. So anyway, I, I moved out of um, New York into Jersey with my youngest son, who was nine. I was a single mom for a while. Then I got married. I have another child. And I wind up um, moving to Jersey, and that's when I met I met I met Audrey, and we started uh, embarking on a uh, a, a venture uh, for Big Beautiful Dolls, which was the first plus size fashion doll that that was uh, introduced in 1999, uh, in the beginning of 2000, and that was my first um, real entrepreneurial experience. I was I just worked uh, while I was there in, in New York and New Jersey. Um, for a television station, so I did some television work. And then um, to my first entrepreneurial, really, um, journey, major journey was with, uh, with Doll's Company, was with Big Beautiful Dolls. And uh, into um, doing some writing for romance. I, I was a romance consultant, so I, I helped women talk about their intimate uh, relationships and intimate journeys in their uh, uh, finding their own self, and I realized that I loved empowering women, um, not just in business, but in spirituality as well as sensuality. And then I wind up uh, creating Dynamic Life Enterprise. I've had other <laughs> other ventures, such as you uh, know, uh, we've done many things together, as she mentioned. And uh, I realized I just love being an entrepreneur. So now let's and talk about I the just word. Constantly do that. 
Let, let's mm-hmm. talk about the word dynamic. I know you have, um, <laughs> I know you said to me, and, and it's so funny because JJ invented a card deck. Um, it's called I Am You Are, and she's going to tell you a little bit more about that. But and mm-hmm. after we talk about the word dynamic and what, what inspired her to start that card deck. So let's talk about what inspired <laughs> you to start the card deck, and then you can tell us about the word dynamic. Well, what inspired me to create the card deck is interesting. We had a, you know, we had another venture. We had a talk show together that we did, and we happened to have a guest on the show. And um, part of part of um, of what he did was that he created this kind of guide about your angels. We love that stuff, angels and all all things like that. He created a guide for us, and he told told us how many angels we had if they were male. You keep dropping off, Jim. So, uh, I remember being on the phone. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get on my let me get on my regular phone. Hold on a second. I don't know why this is giving me a problem today, but it is just a technology. Hold on, let me get off of this. See, that's what I'm saying. I like, apologize. Can't do without yeah. technology, but we sometimes just have to roll with it. Okay, can you hear me better? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so um, we were on this talk show, and the gentleman offered to do a. Um, like not not so much a reading, but like a, a guide to our angels, to how many, and basically the guide said how many women angels you have, you know, if you were, um, um, if they were male or female, and at the end of it, it was a post, it was an angel, a message for you, telling telling you who you are or what you represented, and I remember distinctly being on this phone, and he was going through our our session, and he was telling, me, and we were looking through it, and at the end. It said, my angel message was that. It said, you are dynamic. And I, <laughs> I remember distinctly thinking to myself, he cannot possibly be talking about me. Like, I, I am not a dynamic person. This is how I was thinking to myself. And I'm thinking to myself, why, why would I say that about myself? I have done so many things in my life. But I literally started crying because I could not ever see me as a dynamic person. That really kind of affected me for about two years. I, I believe about two, two or three years. And um, and I just couldn't get past that. I saw another episode, I think it was on Oprah, about something that somebody was doing with their business and, and why they got started again, because they didn't feel that they were worthy of that, of, of what it is. What, oh, excuse me. They didn't feel like they were worthy of what other people were saying about who they were. And that word showed up again for me. And I was like, I cannot believe that I have gone through all of these businesses. I have done all of these things. I've talked to women in their most intimate moments in their homes about intimate things, the intimate life. And, you know, we created a problem. And I was not dynamic. That just really tore me up. I just couldn't understand that. And I realized at the end of the day, if I felt that way, there were so many more people out there who felt that way. And um, I just woke up one morning with this God idea and and I said, I'm going to create an affirmation deck. Now, I, I, I know there's plenty of affirmation decks out there, but somebody said to me, you know what? Don't just create an affirmation deck for yourself. You know, create something that other people can be a part of so they can affirm themselves as well. And that's in that came about. It. And for me to kind of solidify that word dynamic for myself, I decided I was going to re- rebrand my own business um, because I had a business under a different name, and I was going to use dynamic life in that business, that word dynamic, so it can always keep me grounded so that I can I always know that that is part of who I am. That was really, really hard for me to do. <laughs> dynamic was a big word for me, so. And that's how, 
the Dynamic Life uh, Enterprise Company came about, and I created it as a life empowerment company for people who realize that they want to have resources and things to help them to empower themselves, and I use the word empowerment as an inside, from inside out. So, you know, it's so funny about that because and it's, it's, it's so funny how things <laughs> from our past, even when we're little children, how that affects us mm-hmm. as adults. I remember when Oprah first launched on her own TV network and um, I was watching, I think she had T.D. Jakes on there and um, there was a woman up there. He was talking to a lot of women and he was talking about words. He was talking about words and how they affect us and the word that showed up for me that shocked me because I had, I, so for people who don't know me, I, I never thought I was a perfectionist. I never thought I was anal. Um, I thought I was pretty creative. Um, I know I'm not creative when it comes to decorating things and making things, but when it comes to marketing, I'm very creative with ideas and how to um, create branding images and things like that. But I'm not creative when it comes to decorating, but I had this really big problem of making everything really big, really fast. So I would launch these business. Now I got to tell you this. When we ran the doll company, we were so <laughs> focused, nothing else mattered except our families. And they almost didn't matter. Like I, you know, we, we were running, we would like head down, you know, uh, boots on the ground kind of thing. We were really focused and we got a lot done. Like, so that, that idea came from inside of my head to on paper, to in clay, to in wax, to in vinyl, to on the internet and to out to the world. But that's cause we were so focused. And so as the years went on, um, I started doing other businesses, but what the word that came up for me, um, on own was enough, like the word enough. Like, you are enough. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I'm sitting up there watching that show, and I'm practically in tears because I think for me, um, my dad played a lot of a, a big role in me not feeling enough. You know, and I remember um, as a little girl, I remember I was about probably about six years old. Um, my cousins, we all lived next door to each other down in Albany, Georgia. And I remember we had a little clubhouse. We called it our clubhouse. It was a new house that they were building next door to us. And we put our clubhouse in the house. And But we weren't supposed to be in the house because the house was being built. And we put our clubhouse in the house. And one of the cousins was mad at the brother or sister. And they were going to tell on them. <laughs> they were going to tell the mother they were in this house. And I was running to tell them, hey, get out the clubhouse. You're about to get in trouble. And as I was running to tell them to get out of the clubhouse, I tripped. And I was on my way that, that day to go get new shoes. My dad was about to take me to go pick up some, buy some new shoes. And I remember I was all dressed up and everything and ready to go. And I tripped on a cinder block. And my forehead mm. went right into the corner of the cinder block. And... Mm. I was so upset because blood was everywhere. And instead of my dad, like, hugging me and saying, are you okay? He didn't say that. He was like, clean her up. Now she's not, now she not going to get the shoes. That's what he tells my mom. And I'm like, man, he's not going to take me to get my shoes. You know, I love shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not going to take me to get my shoes. And so a lot of my anxiety about making things mm-hmm. bigger came from not being enough. So I would start business ventures. And before I could even launch them, they had a hundred million moving parts to them that became very overwhelming. So I know the power of words and what they can do to you and how they can hold you back. Cause you don't, you don't think that a word can hold mm-hmm. you back, but my word was enough. And it, it still uh, takes me time to like, even though I've, you know, kind of figured out a little bit how to deal with it, you know, I still see it show up in the things that I do. Even when, even with launching good morning, Gwinnett, Right. 
I had a plan. If you had seen the plan, it was like, oh, my uh-huh. God. So I had to, like, stop. No, I already stop. know. <laughs> yeah, like, stop. Don't add all these pieces to it. Just stop. It's okay. And so, Ginger, tell people, you know, what can they do when they have a word that's blocking them? And it's, like, really, um, it's really holding them back from life, from living, from having peace and joy and prosperity in life. Well, I, I think for, 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 you know, for them or for myself as well, what I do is that I just use that word more often within my own, within my own life. Uh, the thing is to get to that word because you may think it's one thing, but you have to dig a little bit deeper, you know, to find it. And I know for me specifically, when I found dynamic, I couldn't understand why, why it was that word. So what I did was I looked it up. I looked at what it meant. And I realized, hey, that is part of me. You know, that is a word. There was another word, significant. It's a huge word in my life. Being significant, you know, for the things that not, and, and for some people it's worthy. For some people it's just, you know, being happy. I mean, it could be a very simple word. You have to go dig back and find out where that word, where that word stems from. Why don't you feel that way? And what I do is I write it down. I put it in a sentence, I put it in a statement, but I, but I, but I, I try to sit back and meditate on that word. Why does that word mean so much? Why is that word stopping me? You know, or is it a word that's, that's stopping me? Is it something else? Is it a different word that shows up? You know, because it's not so much significant didn't show up for me until, until currently now. Mm-hmm. I think I managed with my life, for my, my word for like the beginning of last year to this, to, to maybe the middle of this year, but significant showed up for me again, too. And so you have to just, you have to decide, not decide, you have to look at the word and figure out where that's coming from. Because you didn't, you didn't find that word for yourself until many years later. And, it, and you didn't think that it would represent what it, what it was with your father. Right. Our words represent things with so many, so many areas in our lives. Significant for me represented me talking a lot. Like what I had to say was significant enough. And I was like, well, how did that, how did that match up? You know, then I realized, oh, well, I talked a lot. Okay. And sometimes you have to find a person. You have to find a person that you can share that with. So you can have those conversations because the other thing is that we don't ever have those conversations with other people. Right. About certain things. You know, there has to be a key person. It has to be somebody that you trust. It has to be somebody that maybe, you know, maybe doesn't know you as well. They can kind of give you more feedback. But even if it's a counselor or anything like that, just find somebody else that you can share what it is that you're feeling. And then, you know, then you can talk through the process and see where that's coming from. Because it's not just, it's not something that's just so blatant for some people. You know, right. it's not just out there in the open and say, oh, yeah, that word means that. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of digging. You have to be able to spend time with yourself and, and just go back to your life. I remember a person did this for me. And for me, it was talking. So I always had a feeling of not being able to voice my own opinion. Right. Doing what it is that I had to say. Mm-hmm. That was very challenging for me. So what she, what she did was that she asked me to write down the situation for myself. Mm-hmm. She said, I want you to go back to school. And the, the areas that, that bothered me were in school. My teachers always said, you know, you talk too much. Why are you talking all the time? She had me write a letter to them. 
after I wrote the letter to them, then I had to write a letter to myself as a young person based on why I felt I talked too much or why that affected me. And I read the letters back a lot because I got to see, wow, it wasn't so much that they were saying I couldn't talk. It was that, or, or that my talking was bad or my talking disruptive because they were trying <laughs> to run a classroom. <laughs> so right. it wasn't, and I took that as negative. You know, I, so I, I took that on myself as it being negative because they didn't want to hear me. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. What I had to say was not important. But I always come back to this quote with, with Wayne Dyer. You know, I love Dr. Wayne Dyer. And it says, when you change the way you look at things, the same you look at change. Amen. And when, she had, <laughs> and when she had me write that down, it made me change the way I looked at those situations. And it wasn't about the fact that they were saying, hey, stop talking or don't talk. It was the fact that they could not, they couldn't do their purpose because I was so busy trying to, you know what I'm saying, talk through what it is they were trying to do. And they were just trying to teach us. And you can't teach if you have somebody talking all the time. I get that now. But back then, you know, it was, it was, it was really detrimental to me. You know, I wonder, I wonder what my dad word would be. He passed away in 2006, mm -hmm. but I got to tell you, um, I mean, and, and it's so funny because that was, I was not enough. To, I, I always felt like I was not enough for him. So he had boys. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so funny cause I got two brothers and both of them are great, but I can tell you the baby brother, um, my middle brother is the one that we know he really loved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know he really yeah. loved the middle brother. But my middle brother, they're both really great guys. And I could tell from talking to my baby brother, he kind of he had the same kind of issues with my father. But I think that also made mm -hmm. him have a little bit of issue with my middle brother. Um, I'm, I don't have a problem with either one of them. But I wonder what my dad word was. Because I remember... Mm. Um, we moved, my mom moved us to New Jersey when I was 10 and my father moved to California. He got remarried. He had my baby brother. And, um, I remember going out there to visit him. I know I remember when I was 15, he came to, we went, we all met up in Albany, which is our home. And the first thing he said to me was, what's wrong with your hair? And I'm like, okay, so seriously, I'm in Albany with no perm. What do you think is wrong with my hair? So I, when I left New Jersey, I had curls. And by the time I got to Georgia, I had a, a poofy, curly, afro-looking thingy. And so he was like, well, what's wrong with your hair? <laughs> no, I love you. How you been? None of that. He was not very affectionate like that. You know, but I was a grown woman when I realized, okay, this is a problem. You know, but, and I didn't really even realize what the problem was. But when he passed away in 2006, we went to, he had moved to Vegas because his wife passed before him in 2005 he always wanted to move to Vegas so after she passed away he moved to Vegas and bought a house and when he passed away he passed away in, the, in his home and um my brother and I my middle brother and I flew out to Vegas to handle everything and he had a suitcase and in that suitcase was all of the things I had ever done all of the magazine articles that were about me all of the stories, all of the pictures, everything was in that suitcase. And when I tell you I was broken when I saw the suitcase because he mm -hmm. kept all of that stuff. And so at 
at his funeral when my brother and I were getting ready to get into the limousine so it could take us to the airport so we can come back home, someone in the crowd said to one of the other guys, who are they? And so I heard the guy say, oh, those are his children from New Jersey. And so the guy came over to us and he was like, man, your dad was a great guy. Because of him, my life changed. He helped me so much get my life on track. And let me tell you, he was so proud of you all. That's when I broke down and cried. Mm-hmm. My brother, wow. on the other hand, he was a mess the whole time. We were out there for two weeks because my father passed away in the house. He was a mess the entire time we were there. I fell apart getting inside of the limousine because that man said to me, he was so proud mm-hmm. of you. He had never said that. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So I wonder what his word would have been. Had I, you know, I wish I had a chance to ask him that. He did come to my wedding and walk me um, down the aisle. And it was so funny because I remember my fiance saying to me, who is my husband now, he was like, your dad is going to come. You're going to break down. I was like, I'm not going to break down. I'm not going to cry because I'm tough. You know, I grew up in Newark. I'm tough. You know, I'm not going to break down. I'm not going to cry. As soon as my father, we put our feet over the threshold of the church. I mean, literally, like his feet went over, one foot went over, my foot went over. Tears just streaming down my face. I could not even help myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when he and I made our amends. That's when we were okay. We were okay at that point. And it was later on that I learned about my word enough. And so it, it was healing. <laughs> and so for a lot of people, you know, I know that our stories can help somebody because there's somebody out there right now who's going to hear this show who doesn't feel like they're enough, who doesn't feel like mm. they're dynamic. Who, don't, who doesn't feel like they're significant, who doesn't feel like what they're doing mean anything to anybody. You know, I'm doing all this work and nobody cares. You know, I'm doing all this work and nobody appreciates me. So for that person, Georgette, how do they move forward to creating a life that they love when they don't feel appreciated, when they don't feel dynamic, when they don't feel significant or enough or worthy? How do they How do they move forward? What kind of work do they need to do? And I know it's work because I've been doing it and I'm still doing it. <laughs> Yes, well, I think it's definitely, it's always, it's, a, it's an inner work, it's always a process, and it's, it's, it's about empowering yourself, it's about knowing that, it's, that it is about you, you know, that it's about no matter what you feel, no matter what people, it'll be about how you receive that, and so you have, you have got to do the work, I really, I really start my, my day with affirmation, I really choose a word every day. And I use that word to use it within the week so that maybe you can, because it's not just about one word. It's not just about one modality. It's just about creating all these things that, that will empower you through the day, what feels good for you, what puts you in a position or a space that makes you feel powerful. Because, I mean, when you go out in your day, you're not always in an environment that makes you feel that way. Sometimes you're not in a job that makes you feel empowered. You know, you're in a job because you have to pay the bills. So you have to find that one thing that makes you feel, that makes your soul sing, you know, that makes you feel good. And you have to, you have to look at your life. At the one area in my life where I feel happiest. What is the one thing that I do that makes me feel alive? And then start to implement and put those things in your life more often. Because I think one of the things that we do is we go around our life and we just, we just, you know, we just get up in the morning, we do the things that we normally do, and we don't sit back and think, 
well, what really makes my, what really makes me feel happy? There's something that makes you feel happy, no matter where you're at in your life. And you have to be able to start to implement and put those little things in there day by day by day by day. Because just like it took us 25 years to get to where we're at or 40 years, it still takes us a, a, a period of time to kind of shift that, shift that way of thinking. And the other thing I think is you, you just read, read more, more, more books that make you, that are going to ha- help you to um, put more, 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 how can I say, more plans and more things in place that you could do every day. For some, it may not be meditation. For some, it may just be affirmations. For some, it may not be affirmations. For some, it may be something else. You have to really find that. You have to look and find things that make you feel comfortable, make you feel more empowered in doing every single day. Wow, that's so cool. You know, you know I work um, with people every day. Yeah, I'm sorry. I work with people every day, you know, uh, and, and work, work with them through affirmation exchanges with my, with my card deck because a lot of people don't ever get to hear words that empower them during the day. And so that's what I, that's what I help people do, help empower them through words. And I can show them how to work with that as well. I know I get up every morning when I and I sit in front of my vanity every morning because you know you have to do something to that hair, and um, once I get finished, you know I'd be like, "Hello, beautiful," you know, and that's my that's mm-hmm. my that's my way yeah. to jumpstart my day outside of trying to do some meditations, which I suck at right now. Um, but my word is "Hello, beautiful," and that that's how I start my day. And and you know, because it's it's empowering. Yeah. Like when you think about it, it's empowering. So, Georgette, listen, we are at the bottom of the show. Please tell people how to, to reach out to you and contact you so they can find out how to get their words going and that positive speak that they need to talk to themselves every day and do. Every day and do. Um, oh, yes, you can reach out to me at uh, Georgette at DynamicLifeEnterprise.com or at uh, www.dynamiclifeenterprise.com. I look forward to hearing from you and want to have a free session to work on. Uh, use affirmations more in your day, as what you said, in your mirror every day. Place words around your house every day. Or just have somebody to be able to honor and the beautiful uh, person that you are inside. We can work on that. So just email me at Georgette at Dynamic Life Enterprise. Also, when you go to Dynamic Life Enterprise, there is a free infographic. You can sign up for it to get that, and you'll also uh, describe five ways that you can use affirmation. So that can help get you started as well. Well, thank you so much. My guest today, Ms. Dynamic Georgette Taylor, CEO and founder of Dynamic Life Enterprise. She has given us some great information. I hope you take her up on that. Go to www.dynamiclifeenterprise.com. Get the free download because, listen, you can take those five steps and get started today. But if you need some more help, you can reach out to Georgia and she'll be happy to help you. Again, Georgia, thank you so much for being my um my my guest today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Listen, I'll be back thank on you. Monday with another great episode at 9 a.m. Good morning, Gwinnett. I'm your host, Audrey Bell Kearney. And until next time, make it a great day. Happening around Gwinnett. If you miss an episode, you've been listening to Good Morning Gwinnett. Make sure to tune in daily at 9 a.m. Eastern Time to find out what's happening around Gwinnett. If you miss an episode, go to www.goodmorninggwinnett.com to catch up. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show now and share it with your friends.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.